0: Ex-husband-to-be and went through the, the anguishing uh, transformation of going through a divorce and discovering who I was as an adult woman with no uh, partner and a mom, a, a single mom of a young person and a businesswoman trying to, to carry on as though nothing were going wrong in my life which is super fun, (laughs) more, uh, more fun than it sounds, actually. Um,
1: this is scratch your own itch. All right. Hey, you. Just you. So before I get into this conversation with Honoré Corder, I'd like to read you a review that I got from The Moyle, which The Moyle says, Logan tackles the tough issues with compassion, authenticity, and a genuine desire to make the world a better place. I'm definitely keeping this show in my library. Great guests, great stories, and real-world experience to help make life beautiful thank you so much the i really appreciate you saying that and i really want to invite anyone else out that wants to leave a review to please do that i know it's a little tough i know it is i understand that i get it um but it does help out so much it's the best compliment to either leave a review or share this with a friend Um, because you feel like it actually is helping you right now with a problem. And if it's helping with with a problem, then why not try to solve it for someone else by sharing it and maybe solve it for yourself too while doing it. That's awesome. Also, I want to invite you really quick to the Scratch Your Own Itch Facebook group. I will include that in the show notes for this episode. Um, Andre and I talk about a lot of stuff. That's great. So if if you want to write a book, this episode, first of all, is totally for you. And second of all, if you're looking to s- just stop agonizing over the idea about it and just do it, this episode is also for you. And I mean, the thing is, is we're really afraid to tell the stories that are inside of us because of two things. We'll waste our time and it'll mean nothing. Or, no one wants to hear what I have to say. And I want to assure you that in this episode, you'll hear the exact reasons why you're wrong. Not in a bad way, but you're rightfully wrong. Seriously. So, enjoy this episode with Anre, Corter and I. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and get updated on every single time this episode's released. Um, it doesn't take much effort to hit the subscribe button. Because if you hit that subscribe button, then you get an opportunity to realize that, oh, gosh, scratch your own itch. Let out a episode. This is pretty cool. I'm going to listen to it. (laughs) And so I want to invite you to this one question because I kind of say it in the intro, but I want to say it again. Maybe self-development isn't the thing that you need but maybe it's answering that deep hard question that you keep asking yourself over and over and over and that's how a book can be written so really ask yourself this one question it's a curiosity question is self development going to save me Or is writing out and putting out on paper the problem going to give me the answer? Really ask yourself that question. And really enjoy this interview. And don't, don't ever forget. You matter and you're enough. And I'll probably say that again at the end. So just don't forget it. Alright, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you, yeah, you, I'm talking to just you right now, and I have to confess that, you know, sometimes I push this self-development quite a lot, because the truth is, I'd rather watch a good old Tony R. seminar in which he sucks the negativity out of a person's life and injects a new belief into their minds that catapults their life into completely new possibilities. Every time I see this, I'm just so inspired, inspired to do something great, you know, like maybe start writing that book, that book that changes people's lives forever, right? But then all of a sudden, five minutes into it, or maybe six minutes, I lose inspiration. I don't know where else to go. So I've got another question for you, though. I've got this question about, hey, has this ever happened to you? And this, this question is another question that I want to ask you is, maybe self-improvement isn't the answer for the problem. Maybe writing out that idea that's been agonizing to think about is the answer. And when I say this to you, I put myself in this agonizing pool with you I am by no means above you. I'm swimming right now by your side because the truth is, I still know deep down that I need you and you need me, but we also need mentors. We need coaches to tell us what to do when we're completely lost. And my guest today is going to help us find our way through the dark of storytelling. My guest is Honoré Corder. And she's more than qualified to help us through the art of storytelling. She is the author of 20 books, including You Must Write a Book, Vision to Reality, Prosperity for Writers, just to name a few. And she coaches business professionals and writers who want to publish their book to the best-selling status and beyond. She joins us to discuss writing and creating multiple streams of income. Because let's be honest, creating a life worth living just doesn't come through watching more Tony R seminars. But it's actually going out there and finding that deep pain inside of yourself that is so agonizing to go through that you just need to let it out. And today, we're going to learn and prompt ourselves with that quality question to initiate the story you want to tell. But I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to stop babbling so much and get in Goddess herself, Honorary Quarter. Thank you so much for coming on Scratch Your Own Itch. <laughs>
0: thank you for having me. What a great intro. Good good afternoon, good morning, good evening. How the heck are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm well, thank you. I actually stumbled a lot on the intro, but, uh, you know, good old editing, right? Just like editing a book. Um,
0: yes, yes. That's the beautiful thing is you get out the words and your... um you're left with the beginnings of what will eventually be your book.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. You got to have a foundation to, one of my old acting teachers used to say that, uh, dancers, they need a foundation and your foundation is the dance floor. Mm -hmm. Um, actors need a foundation of where we're starting from emotionally, just like writers probably. Yeah. I mean, I love that too. Idea of foundation. So, um, but yeah, I'd love to kind of uh, get into your story. And um, since we like to get a little vulnerable on this show, um, if you don't mind uh, telling us about that that struggle that you had to go through before you became this awesome person that you are. To, and you were awesome then, just the hardest point in your life where you just did not know what you're going to do with so it. Do I
0: have to pick one? <laughs> oh uh <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean I'm I'm, I'm probably could be your mom or your grandmother so like <laughs> I've been through a few um perhaps you are referencing my divorce specifically yeah yeah so I was um, um ill-equipped to pick my first husband so I'll just say Say that when this really hot guy came along and and thought that I was a really hot girl and uh, wanted to be with me, that I paid no attention to the fact that he was recently divorced and had three children, <laughs> and that there were all sorts of other reasons why he might not be the best fit in the world for me, and instead flung myself headlong into. Um, a marriage and having a child and found myself at 32 with a two-year-old daughter and a an ex-husband-to-be and went through the, the anguishing uh, transformation of going through a divorce and discovering who I was as an adult woman with no uh, partner and a mom, uh, a single mom of a young person, and a businesswoman trying to to carry on as though nothing were going wrong in my life, which is super fun, <laughs> more uh, more fun than it sounds actually, um, <laughs> and uh, the uh, all of the questions that you were asking earlier about what's the thing that 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 you're Sitting with what are you? What are, what is your pain? What is what is the the crux of maybe you being stuck? Um, all of that comes up when you go through a life a major life change, um, and and a divorce is one of those major life changes. And so I had to discover myself from the inside out and take the pieces that I was not in love with and figure out a way to change them so that I could be in love with them or accept them, so that I could be in love with them. And out of all of that, when you say Tony R, I was like, oh, you know, please, I've been, I did my first uh, firewalk uh, in 1991 in New York City and uh, have been back many, I've been, been back to the, to the crack several times <laughs> um, in person and uh, in audio and in books I uh, absolutely love the work of Tony Robbins and it was instrumental in, in me becoming the person that I am today and the person I'll be, you know, 25 and 30 years from now.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I also am a big fan of Tony Robbins, but, um, the thing is, is I, I do believe that I can get a little addicted to the self-development, um, self-help stuff. And before I know it, um, I just realized that uh, self-help books are self-help books for the writer, not the reader all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes it just helps the re- author to get it out there a lot Absolutely. rather than the the reader. Yeah. And so I'd like to kind of break it down about um, since you're a master, uh, I mean, you wrote a book called. You must write a book, um, so I want to talk about that like right away, just because I'm so interested in um, just just the way you handle your clients. Because I know that's one of your things is you coach people on the side, uh, not really on the side, but <laughs> one of your main businesses is uh, to coach people get a book out there. Um, so what's uh, what are some programs that you may offer someone uh, that is that doesn't have a business that's just starting out, that doesn't have a following, that doesn't really, they just want to They want to make money off of writing stories.
0: So so you're talking writing fiction as opposed to writing nonfiction, correct? Or are you talking writing uh, one's I, own story in the form of a nonfiction book? Exactly. Okay. So if someone is starting out, they would benefit from, I have, a few different options for writers. One of them is you must write a book and then there's a companion workbook, I must write my book, which is where you actually go through and do the exercises from the original book in an organized um, orderly fashion, (laughs) right? Um, Then I have the Prosperous Writer Book Series, which is for people who are writers and they want to be full-time writers. And then I have a series that I just did in 2017 with a full-time fiction writer It's the like a boss series. So we did write like a boss, publish like a boss, and actually market like a boss's uh, early early 2018. In February 2018, that will be uh, released. So the third and final book in that in that trilogy. Um, If someone wants to make money from their writing and they're building their brand and they're building their kingdom, right? They're building their mountain. what they are writing about is is their discovery of themselves. So they're not really writing, um, in my opinion, they're not really writing the go-to manual for other people. They're really writing their, their path, their story, their discovery of themselves, which they may or may not use as a book that would sell their services or build their brand. But I do believe that writing is uh, something that we all benefit from discovering ourselves. There's a, a great book that came out many years ago. And I actually um, bought a book in the bookstore uh, by Julia Cameron, um, The Morning Pages. And she talks about the the morning pages and the, the book is called The Artist's Way. And she talks about the morning pages and the process and the practice of writing for three pages, stream of consciousness, very first thing in the morning before you meet other people. So for some people, it's coffee. Uh, for writers, it's writing and coffee. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would recommend any of those as kind of a first place for people to start.
1: Yeah, I love uh, Julie Cameron's work, uh, The Morning Pages. I, ol- I only have met maybe like a total of three people that have actually read the entire thing and gone through the entire course series that she uh tries to get people to do because that thing is a uh you need a lot of time on your hands to actually complete it It is yeah but the morning pages i I, that's i think that's the best way um that's i guess that's one of your habits that you do right now or or that you try to i did the morning
0: pages for a long time and i then downshifted into just writing books so my morning writing practice is to write in whatever my work in progress is. I write every morning, pretty much from six to seven a.m. six seven days a week.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I am so. I'm deeply, deeply curious about everyone's rituals for writing and just their creative work because um, it takes an immense amount of energy, and uh, I think immense amount of. I don't believe in willpower, but I believe in, in an obsession that just you you need to do it so bad. Otherwise it will just haunt you for the rest of your day, your week, your month, your year. (laughs) And let's face it. There's a lot of, I mean, how many times did did you, I want to just, so we, uh, you know, make someone feel a little less alone. How many book ideas have you gone through before you actually decided that first book idea that you were going to write? Well, about? I'm
0: a little bit different and I know where you're going with that is that everyone has lots of ideas. And so how do I pick the one that I should do or what's the first one that I should do? I actually was a, a business coach and a speaker and I met Mark Victor Hansen, who's the co-creator of the chicken soup series. And he said, everyone is a coach and a speaker. You must write a book. And so I was like, well, you know, no college degree. I've never taken a writing class. I did not fancy myself a writer. I didn't have a writing practice. I wasn't one of the people that I meet all the time that were like, I've been writing since I was eight years old and write. I just, I I write things, but I didn't consider myself a writer. And so um, he suggested that I turn the contents of my most popular speech into a book to literally take that speech and write it down. That's what started me on my journey. Present day, I have a list of 50 or 75 books that I'd like to write in my lifetime, fiction and nonfiction. So for me, it's which one do I feel is timely? Which one fits into my business plan currently? You know, what, what's next? What do I feel like I could I could work on at any given moment? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm really happy that um, you say that, that, that there could be actually maybe a speech that someone's done, or someone, um, maybe, have you ever worked with someone that's uh, ever blogged before that comes to you with, I've got a, I've got like this blog I've been writing for, you know, like three or four months, and I just... I want to make a book out of it is that possible do people do that ever well
0: they do it it's not the it's not what i think is the best (laughs) possible method but i think that that the very first thing is a writing practice so please have a writing practice if you want to write a book or recognize that you can outsource the writing of your book you can either use a ghostwriter or you can use a developmental editor someone that you work with very closely about uh, on the contents of your book. so depending on what your um, writing skill level is and your comfort with your level of writing, then you will have a team of people um, that could be two people or could be ten people, and there's no 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 shame in any of that.
1: Yeah, of course. I think the practice um, just like. Most writers will say, um, my inspiration starts at 5 a.m. or 9 a.m. whenever mm-hmm. uh that clock rolls around, that's that's when I gotta start. And, um, but do you have any tools or anything that you like to like tricks? Like, I know personally as a writer, I can't start with a blank canvas, like, I can't start with just a a, a white white, sc- white paper, white sheet of paper, I have to start with a quote or something. Do you ever use that to prompt yourself or one question that you prompt yourself with?
0: Well, I more approach a project from a strategic p- perspective. Um, so are you talking how do I get myself started in the morning or how do I get myself started on a project and how do I keep that going because I'm doing it over the course of many days or do you want me to answer both questions?
1: yeah the the first and then the second yeah because basically you just asked a better question than what i asked
0: (laughs) okay so in the morning when it's time for me to write it is now my habit to write so a couple of things go into play um i practice the miracle morning practices as hal's uh business partner in the book series i should you know eat my own dog food right so i i get up and i do some of the miracle morning practices before i do the writing or scribing Portion of it, I do journal, but that's separate from my writing. You know, my writing business. Um, uh, we make coffee because that's the fuel of writers around the world. That's the coffee is the official fuel of writers. In <laughs> case uh, you hadn't heard, um, and I write from six to seven in the morning, and I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at five fifty eight, and the title of the alarm is "Time to Write." And that's my signal to my subconscious mind and my conscious mind that it's time for a fresh cup of coffee and to get settled in and ready to go. So that's how I get myself going on a a daily basis. As far as a project is concerned, I ask a lot of pre-start questions. There's a lot of strategy that goes into any project that I do. And when I am, either my books or when I'm working with one of my clients, I always ask, you know, who is this book for, right? Uh, Who is the ideal reader of this book? and what do I want the reader to do or not do as a result of reading this book? So I'll use You Must Write a Book as an example. Um, I wrote You Must Write a Book because I wanted more people to write and publish books. And what I wanted the reader to do is to feel empowered and inspired and capable of writing their own book. What I did not want the reader to do is write and publish a crappy book so that the book does not sell or does not do for them what they want it to do for themselves, which is actually, I skipped over this part, um, is that the very first question you should ask yourself is what do you want this book to do for you? What's W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? What do I want this book to do for me? Do I want it to make me money because people pay me for the book in what format? And then, or, or, and, or do I want this book to make me more money because, the reader reads it and then hires me. So, you must write a book was for me to have a current book because I was getting a lot of people asking me about writing and publishing books, and I was answering the same questions over and over again, which is usually an indicator that a book needs to be written is when you're the person that people go to to answer those types of questions um, or or, or questions about a particular topic or subject. And I wanted people to um, feel empowered to write a book because with no college education and no writing classes, um, I didn't exactly feel qualified to write a book, and yet I did it anyway, and I'm so glad that I did all of these years later. So I wanted people to not make the mistakes that I had made, crappy covers, lack of editing, et cetera, et cetera. So that when they had gone to all of the trouble of writing and publishing a book, they didn't come out the other side going, well, this was terrible. This was a terrible use of my time and money and effort and and there are easier ways to make money. (laughs) Right. So I I wanted to put uh, all the information that I could without actually talking to someone into one place that I could send them so that they would write a book. So when I'm working with someone to write a book or I'm thinking okay, what's the next book that I'm going to write? I answer these questions first. What's in it for me? What do I want from the book? And then who is the book for and what do I want them to do and or not do as a result of reading this book? And then I am now I know who I'm talking to and I then write the outline as though I was having a conversation. So if I was giving you directions to my home and you didn't live in Austin, I would say, "Well, you need to get to Austin." that's step one. And then let's talk about how all all the ways that you could get to Austin, you could fly or you could drive or you could walk or you could bike. What are all the different ways, right? And then the next step would be if you flew in, then you could take an Uber or you could take a limousine or you could rent a car or you could walk. And then where am I? So I go through the the how-to portion of the book as though I were having a logical conversation with someone, what comes first and then what comes next and then what goes after that. So that's an outline. When it's time for me to sit down and write, I just start from the beginning. So you want to come and visit me in Austin. Great. We're going to have so much fun. Here's what I think you need to do first. And then after you do that, then do this. Right? Of course, you have to pack. You got to look at the weather. Today it's 68. Tomorrow it's going to be 30. So today you need a bikini. Tomorrow you need a parka. Right? There's all these things that go into a conversation with someone when you're giving them answers what's the problem that you're helping them solve? And then how would you help them solve it? What's the best advice you got? So all that makes sense. So it's a lot, it's a lot. Yeah, so let's dissect uh, it in any way that makes sense for you.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it sounds like a, a lot of quality questions to ask yourself. Um, before, before anything is, uh, like you said, like, who are you writing for? And then, uh, what do you want this to actually do for you in your life? I think uh, one question that's really, really uh, scary for people to 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 ask themselves is, "What what if I write this book and then it's just crickets? Like no one actually comes to it and no one actually reads it? Like, how do I set myself up for that success or somewhat that success in the beginning before starting the writing process?"
0: Sure. So, so you're talking marketing. <laughs> so that
1: so is and that's a whole nother thing
0: that's right there's the writing the like write like a boss right and then publish like a boss and then market like a boss those are three separate books because those are really three different conversations they all are they're like olympic rings though. they cross over there's some some part of marketing where you have to think about it when you're writing because if you try to fix everything at the end it's too late and and etc um, But really, what you're saying then is, what if I write this book and no one comes? That could be because you didn't identify your reader. A lot of times people will say, well, it's a motivational book. It's for everybody. Well, there's nothing for everybody except water, <laughs> right? Everybody needs water. <laughs> the end, water and sleep. I think we're kind of out at, at and coffee. And coffee. Although not everyone drinks coffee, <laughs> which is shocking. But anyway, um, you see where I'm going with this, right? So you have to. I, you, there are things you have to identify yeah. initially in order for for someone to come, they have to be the right person for what you've written for the book that you've written. That's a predetermined. Uh, that's a predetermined avatar. But you can write the best book in the world if you don't have if you don't publish it beautifully. And professionally, and you don't market it well, you will hear crickets. But that's a—it's kind of a, a different conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you—you kind of answered it. If you are are very sure on what this uh, book is going to serve, um, which is really, really, really tough to actually follow through with, if you don't have someone helping you, I think. Um, because let's face it, like I know that as a person today living in the world that we live in today i get inspired like crazy and my focus goes from you know oh i want to write a book about uh you know because i'm really curious about quantum physics and the next day i'm really curious about how to get in really kicking awesome shape so i want to write about that book or no the next day i want to write about oh man i got so inspired by that book i read last night about how uh broken uh sam was after he lost frodo i'm to write the next lord of the rings right. and yeah. so like you know i i just think that it's so important to just kind of pick out that one person that you are writing to that that keeps you focused right so um you don't fall off the path and uh i think it's different for everyone too some people are just really good at staying focused with that rather than getting so like you know shiny red ball syndrome sort of thing so uh do you do that often with your clients are you just like all right let's focus in on just this one thing
0: (laughs) all every day right before this call i had a client so yes yep every day (laughs) well because now Um, he's written the first in his now trilogy right so he was like i'm gonna write a book on ray i'm totally inspired you've inspired me to write a book i'm gonna write one book and now we've had our you know, eighth coaching conversation or something and his book is up for pre-order and it's almost ready and he's so excited and he's like, and by the way, when I was on vacation over the holidays, I, I mapped out book two and book three and we're, we're good, so going to do it. And I was like, that's awesome. So today we're going to focus on book one <laughs> because we need to just close the loop on book one and then we can totally crush it with book two. It's very hard to stay focused. Yeah. <laughs> if you are at all a creative person, there are book ideas everywhere. That's why when someone says, I don't really know what I want to write about, it's like, oh gosh, there are so many things to write about. So just open your mind, right? Get, get put, up your, put up your antenna. You'll figure something out, lickety-split.
1: Yeah. Um, Albert Einstein used to say, uh, he used to search and search for an answer. And then he started swimming and the answer mm-hmm. would come.
0: Yep. That's
1: that's exactly right. And yes. yeah. It, it's uh, it's so hard. It's like a workout, you know. The first 5 minutes is the worst and then all of a sudden you get into it and you're like, "All right, now I just don't really want to stop." But um for you and to make anybody out there that uh, is feeling uh, alone right now with their writing like maybe they're like, "Oh god, like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm doing this in a in a vacuum." What are some tricks and tips for people that um are are, feel like they're trying to create in a vacuum? What do you use? Do you go for a walk ever? Do you ever just write in Starbucks or um do you write on your phone? I know I write on my phone quite a bit. Um, what are little tools that you use to write?
0: So I I make it so that I have that writing time to write every day. And like every person, I would so much rather be on Facebook than writing until I'm writing. So that first five minutes is really important to kind of just go, oh, here we are again. Unless where I've left off yesterday is kind of like, I'm ready to dive back into that. So I'll write the first half of a sentence and then I'll open it up and be ready to go. But most of the time I have to back myself into it. I have to say, okay, like put in your headphones. And I listen to a great app called Focus at Will and you put in the, the, classical music or the upbeat music or whatever you want to listen to and and kind of shut things out i'm more of an introvert i recharge alone so writing at home alone at six in the morning is easiest for me um some people find it easier and better to go to a coffee shop so that they're around other people but they don't have to talk to them i just have a bunch of stuff so if i go to a coffee stop i got to take all my stuff because i'm a girl <laughs> so we have stuff Right? You're a dude. You're like, I got a phone. I got a computer. I got a car key. I'm out. <laughs> to stop. So it's a little different for me. Um, but when I am traveling, sure. um, like when I go to my in-laws house with my husband, I will very often escape to a coffee shop because it's less chaotic for me. Um, so it just depends on the situation. Um, I do exercise every day, a thousand percent. And when I get stuck, I go for a walk. Um, during the day, if I have more time to write, usually my days are full. So my 6 to 7am period is the only time I write. So I produce about, you know, between 8 and 12 books a year. So people think that I must just be as a full time writer, I must be writing full time. And I only write that hour a day. So when it comes to production, people think, oh, I have to dedicate hours and hours and hours. It's really if you're just focusing, you can write quite a bit. Um, When you were saying you write on your phone, I don't write on my phone. It's too little. I have fat thumbs. Um, I do sometimes use Dragon Anywhere um, and Dragon Dictate. So I run VMware on my Mac computer because the Windows version of Dragon is so much better than the Mac version. So I can dictate a bunch of words and then cut and paste into my Mac, which is where I keep all of my IP. For me, it's just it it has become a habit. It is, um, it is now part of who I am, not something I do. But that took a long time. It takes you know twenty one days to build a habit, but it it takes a lot longer, I think, for it to become part of who you are. Whereas it like that's just what I do. I just get up in the morning, make the coffee, and do the writing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the habit loop. Uh, the, 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 I love, love, love the power of habit. So if someone's really having a hard time with writing, I, I know, and I'm speaking at you and I, I feel bad for speaking at you right now. I want to okay. speak with you. Um, I know that creating a habit loop for myself has just helped me. Sure, a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't want to ever, uh, or I would like to at least exercise the idea of at least adopting the habit loop which it just helps a lot for someone to do that um with anything Uh, because you go on autopilot and some writers will even talk about how like they they never actually wrote the book they feel like the book kind of wrote itself and when you hear that of course you're like what do you mean like wrote yourself like or the book would just it just came through me like i i didn't actually write it at all like and so uh have you ever have you ever told the client that and then going like you're you're just you're kind of full of it like you're full of what what do you mean it just happened to to you like what do you mean or or it came through you um is that a limiting belief that sometimes people have because they hear they go oh hey uh this is uh not coming through me i just i'm not meant to be a writer
0: well so it's it's everyone goes through stages Right there, I didn't call myself an author until my seventh book, or a writer. Because I didn't, I didn't believe that I was a capital A author, a capital W writer. And it wasn't until some some legit writer people were like, "Hey, so yeah, you're a legit writer. (laughs) Get out of your own way. (laughs) Um, Maybe lead with you're an author because that's cool. Everyone's a coach and a speaker, but being an author is is cool. Okay, I'll go with that." sometimes i have to help people to to recognize that they are not the originator of the message that they are the messenger that they get to be the person to deliver that particular message but they aren't the originator or creator of the message and allow themselves to get into a space of letting the message come to them and through them i recommend a lot uh, meditation and mindfulness because i think those practices are very helpful to being able to listen to the to the quiet voice that is very wise um but no by the time someone calls me generally they have decided that they are going to write a book by hook or by crook and i am going to help them and the end
1: (laughs) i i love that no i i have to point that out it's deciding deciding it's deciding um which because we're both big fans of Tony R I've heard him just talk about deciding that there's certain uh, things in your life that just are not an option like once he saw his wife it, deciding that a divorce was not an option anymore for yeah. him was something that he just he it, and I think that it goes to saying if you just decide that you're going to write a book um, about xyz it's going to happen for you and i i love that just just deciding uh it's i i do want to ask you a little bit about uh your ted talk um black or authenticity is the new black which i just love i love i love that talk um because i know for me right now uh all right i'm about to get a little emotional right now um seeing that talk um allowed me to be so much less exhausted in life because I was pretending so much to be a certain person. and I, and I just think that uh, a lot of people are pretending to be someone that they're not. And so if there's an inkling in you right now that needs to write a book because you're just exhausted about being someone that you're not, um, you need to tell that story because first of all, it's just gonna make you feel a lot better. it's gonna make, a uh, few people out there feel a little less alone um maybe just a few and that's okay and so i uh, i'd like to ask you uh, ah, shit uh, sorry i don't want to get emotional um but for you what what, uh what what inspired or what propelled that idea about writing about or doing a talk about authenticity rather
0: well i was and i so appreciate your your authenticity right now and your vulnerability that's very cool we find ourselves in in other people and when you got a cool podcaster with a great voice and a cool show and he's like the cool kid right and then he gets a little uh raw like oh wow so he's he's a real person too so i think that's really cool thank you for 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 feeling safe enough to, to do that. Um, I was actually asked to do, it was a TEDx talk. So there's the TED is the super cool kids. TEDx is just second level, just so you know. (laughs) So I haven't quite, I haven't given a TED talk. I've given a TEDx talk to be clear. Um, but I'm open to doing a TED talk in case, you know, Ted is listening. (laughs) So, um, (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I was asked to do the
0: talk, and then I and, and the the person who was the host of the event was a former client of mine, and she she said a little bit about what you said, which is that I helped her to um understand things about herself and to shed aspects of her life that weren't working. Because when you like to to your point, there are a lot of people pretending to be something that they're not to impress people they don't like uh to make money that they don't that they could use for something else to buy things that they don't want to impress the people that they are now quote unquote friends with that they don't like which is just um kind of cracks me up and is a little sad uh, also um so she asked me to talk about those key messages. And because I have my sayings, right? You can't do the right thing with the wrong person. You can't do the wrong thing with the right person. No is a complete sentence. The things that I talked about in that talk are my honorisms, if you will. And I just, I feel, um, I have no FOMO. And I feel when, when someone says, oh, I'm just so exhausted, but I have to go do this thing, or I have to go do that thing. And they're kind of keeping themselves busy and and racing against everyone else. And I watch how exhausting that is. And I would love for everyone just to stop and, and recognize what works about who they are that's working for them that they're doing and what's not working that they're doing and to stop doing what's not working and to enjoy life because you just don't know how long you get.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that, uh, to say that and to just uh, also do the talk. And, um, I I mean, there's just so many things that I I believe that people, it's so easy to lose yourself because of all the people that you thought were your mentors kind of turn on you and, 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 uh, not me like, Oh God, this person was my father. And now they're telling me like, I shouldn't actually try to, uh, You know make a living from doing something i love because it's been eight months and i haven't made a single dollar and so often we equate success with how much revenue we're making or how much how much uh how many fans we have on facebook or whatever and you know you put out a status and you've been at it for like six months and you go oh god i've got three likes on that status that i put a lot of thought into um (laughs)
0: yeah it's so exhausting It just let it go everybody i i my, my next book that i'm working on mentally right now before i put pen to paper is s- subtitled um and you'll have to bleep this out of swearing is not okay but it's basically no, you try. stop trying so fucking hard like seriously like do, right. you don't need to do a b testing on your cover and you don't need to write three steps subs- of sets of sales copy to see which one converts better. It's like, just be your authentic self and the right people will be attracted to you like a magnet. They will not be able to stay away. People will get excited about you and talk about you to their friends and their family and their connections because they can't help it. Because authenticity is irresistibly attractive and the other stuff is not so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. He, I, I, I'll I, be honest with you. I've watched your Ted talk more than I've ever watched. Orange is the new black. Um, so okay, take good. that as yes, a compliment. That
0: show has been watched way more than my talk. So there you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> one awesome viewer. That's amazing. That's, that's very humbling. I'm very honored by your words. Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, check it out if you're listening right now. Please check out her awesome TED talk. Um, if you're a huge fan of actually wanting to write a book, you might have to put off the uh, whole watching the Orange Is the New Black and the Netflix and watching all that kind of stuff to actually start writing your book. So I wanna, I wanna though, uh, do a little scratch, scratching the surface uh, curiosity questions to end us out. Um, just because I like to ask these questions is a way to um, really help you, too, with anything that you're, like, kind of struggling with right now, currently. And also a way to make some people feel uh, okay. less alone yeah, if you're I'm ready, ready for that. that. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, what's a current thought that you're having right now that you kind of wish you just didn't have anymore?
0: Oh, uh, my daughter just turned 18, and she's about to graduate from high school, and I wish I could stop uh, wishing I had done things differently as a mom.
1: You're so not alone in that.
0: Oh, I know. I don't know that personally, I know. but I yes, know. Yes, it is. Parenting is no joke, and it is It is hard, and it is wonderful, and it's awful, and it's terrific. And I wouldn't change a thing, except now I can look back and go, "Oh, if only I'd done this a little bit more or done that a little bit less." Oh, that's 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 where I'm at in my head. Because she's getting ready to graduate. We ordered the cap and gown this morning. So
1: <sighs> the blame game. This should have would have yeah, which
0: is not which is not um, helpful or productive. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. hey yeah. thank
1: you so much for making that one person right now going to that same shit feel yeah, less alone it. um because we're human we're human uh what's a bad habit of yours right now that you're trying to break
0: uh, you know what my husband and i watch a lot of television and a, and I'm not, actually no that's a lie i'm not even trying to break that habit i suppose i feel would feel like if someone saw how much television i watched i watched like six football games or four football games this weekend, something like that. It was wow. awesome. And did you see the the Vikings upset my Saints in the last freaking second of the game? Like, yeah.
1: That was That was cruel, crazy. crazy. And yeah, I thought we was... had 14
0: seconds left. I was like, yes, we totally have this. My husband literally, like the minute they won, he was like, Okay, let's change the channel. <laughs> he's been a Saints fan since he was born. He was very upset. I think he's still upset right now. Anyway, Um, I watch a lot of television Uh. and people always say, well, you know, you can't be successful and watch a lot of television. And I go, "Mm, that's kind of like people who say you can't make any money from your writing. I go, "Mm." (laughs) I'm kind of doing it. I don't know. (laughs) So (laughs) I think think maybe I would do better if I watch less television, but then I don't want to. So there's that. All right. What's your next question? (laughs)
1: Oh uh-huh. um, no! I, I was I was loving your just the you're reflecting on the whole experience. Yeah. I decided I don't um, care at the end
0: of that all of that. I'm like, oh, I kind of don't care. I'm gonna watch television later.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I and I think that it's cool that you distinguish what a, a a bad habit is. That you're like, you know what? Whatever, it's my painful pleasure. The the habit that I'm gonna just. You know, I'm just gonna or my guilty pleasure sort of habit. Yes, my but anyways, guilty pleasure is on not on the next killing question.
0: baby animals, so I think I'm okay.
1: <laughs> I think you I'm are. All right. I'm you, gonna are. Be okay. you are. All right, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Let's continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Um, what's a weird little uh, thing that you do that you don't think really many people do? Like, I, I know myself. Um, I like to sometimes like give myself like mere high fives or sometimes i like to like you know talk out loud to myself actually very often i talk out loud to myself uh what's something i do the that same you do? thing
0: i do my affirmations in the shower every morning i have like sheets of paper that i tape to the outside of the glass so it won't get wet and I have my affirmation. Oh. I know I was taping them inside and I was telling my husband once I had to go get some plastic paper protectors. And he's like, why don't you just tape them on the outside of the glass? They're genius. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right.
1: <laughs> that I like that because the best ideas right. happen well, in the shower. And then if you got like affirmations, I'm, I'm saying too. my
0: affirmations and yeah. my goals, so I have my top four goals and all my affirmations and all my positive statements, my mantras all the things on the outside of the mirror on my mirror yep yeah
1: nice
0: hey it works i'm a a big fan
1: yeah
0: i'm a big fan of what you say when you talk to yourself matters and that your words are substance that you release out into the universe so be very very careful i heard once the saying you cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought but you doubly cannot afford the luxury of a negative word that you utter because what you utter becomes your outer world. So I'm very hesitant oh. to say, like, I am stupid or something like that, because I'm like, no, oh, oh, oh. no,
1: nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I didn't I can say, say, that. That. Yeah, say yeah, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone sent me an email recently or a text message and was like, you know, I need a recommendation, but keep in mind I'm a jarhead. So I'm not that smart. I called him and I was like, you better stop that shit right now. Do not say that about yourself. No, no, no. Uh-oh. I was like, and I love you and I'm busting your chops, but no, don't ever say that again. Or at least don't say it where I can hear you because I am coming for you. <laughs> I will come <laughs> for
1: you. Yeah. My, my life coach, uh, old, uh, co-worker used to always say, you know, I've got to tell you something when you say not a problem or no problem to a table, that you're putting that out and Right, because the, the brain doesn't so, hear so, do brain doesn't that. hear yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You are when smart, someone says man. like, "How are mm-hmm. you doing?"
0: I say, "I am crushing it." Crushing <laughs> mm. it. Yes. Yep.
1: It's so true, and it just yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. on to the next question because we could probably talk about that oh, for good. another hour. Maybe we'll bring you back on about. We'll do. We'll call it the Honore Quarter. So, tony r yeah. special okay. bonus episode. i would love that um yeah so the next uh, question is uh if you could be someone for just one month who would you want to be and why
0: for a month oh do I be, yeah like, one for a person, month or can i be like a different person every day
1: you can't mystique oh, this one and be a different right. person you gotta do one. <laughs> One person. I, you know
0: what? I don't even know the answer to that question. I would really have to think I I'm, I'm pretty happy being myself. I just got happy being myself. So, so now I, I have to be someone else. Who would I be? Mm. Oh man. I don't know. That's a great that is a great question. I'll have to answer it next time. Cause I'm I'm, no, I'm I actually kind of digging this. like honestly, I can honestly say I've worked very hard to like myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm still my biggest critic, but I'm also like, <sighs> Good job, H. Good job. Yeah, how how calls me H. Job, C. H. So he's like, hey, H C. So I'm like, you know, I do my run and like, you know, every day I'm duking it out on the treadmill. And when I'm done, I'm like, good job. That was awesome. Cause there's no one else there. <laughs> so no one else is gonna mm. tell me good job. Yeah. Maybe my jeans, like my jeans fit. Like, good job. <laughs> Good job! You did it. Hey, you did
1: it. it. Hey, denim. This feels good on me. Exactly. Nice. Not, (laughs) not, not too tight anymore. It's actually feeling pretty loose.
0: Yes. I love it. That's exactly it. Uh, Oh, I'm kind of just worked hard to get here. so I don't know if I would, if if there's someone that I would pick to be them for a month. Here's the thing: I know about every person, and talk about helping people to not feel like they're alone. I, some of my clients are some of the most well-known people in the world. So one of them who insists that I can drop his name, he, he told me that I should, is Phil Hellmuth, the poker player, the poker brat and Phil is amazing. And he, um, He was we were just talking about different people and how they you know, he he kind of hobnobs with one of the some of the most famous people in the world. But I work with people like Phil and this is not an example of Phil, but um, all the people in the world. I talked to, to someone yesterday and she was like, I'm sure other people don't have these issues. And I was like, girl, every day I tell someone that everyone is the same. Everyone, no matter who they are, has the same reticence to ask someone else for a favor so someone today called me and asked me and I could just tell he was like shaking would you would you you write the foreword for my book it's I I don't want to impose right and I was like of course I'd be happy to do it absolutely right but I I was role-playing with Phil Helmuth and I said you know I'm gonna play I'm gonna we're going to play a role for just a second, and I'm going to be, I'm going to ask you something, but I'm not asking this question. Could I ask this of you? And he was like, oh, absolutely, of course. And I was like, well, you know, I would normally swallow my arm up to my elbow to ask you. And he's like, why? That's ridiculous. And I said, because that's how everybody feels. No matter who they are. So I'm constantly telling people, no is a complete sentence. You don't have to give a reason for why you tell someone no, if they ask you a question, that's the first thing. And the second thing is, Everyone, no matter how big their platform or how big they are in the world or how successful, everyone feels like if I ask you a favor and then you say no, that it's because you don't like me or because I'm not good enough. It, it absolutely has nothing to do with that. But that's what we're going to, we internalize that. Does that make sense?
1: Ah. Uh... Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to email Tony Robbins and tell him to watch out because honorary (laughs) quarter is after him. No, you know what? Not everybody can hear
0: Tony's message. I could hear Tony's message, but not everybody resonates with Tony. There have, there, there needs to be more than one person that kind of says the same thing, but Tony says the same things I'm saying. And I'm saying the same things Tony is saying. He of course is the master at what he does. He is undisputed uh, student of of human behavior and understands people more better than probably anyone on this planet at least that i know um but yeah. every single person says can i ask logan for a favor cuz you know he's big time and you know i'm just me i don't know if he would want to do it and it's like you don't ask you don't get you have to ask to get right just ask if you say no yeah. and you're ugly, then I'm like, well, that's just rude and untrue. And you're mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> but most people would say, okay, I'm sorry, I'm ugly. And I'm sorry for asking, right? Like that's how we're wired as humans. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's so screwed up. Like, why are we? Yeah, we. our brain is our, just our enemy. Sometimes just it can be it. if
0: our self-talk is not. Strong. If our self-talk game is not strong, then absolutely. That's why when you say yeah. what you say, when you talk to yourself, what you say, when you talk about yourself, especially when you're in the shower and you're brushing your teeth and when you're driving in the car and you have the opportunity to listen to something that lifts you up, or you have a chance to say something that lifts you up. Um, please do so.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! And if uh, you want more information about the best four ways of self-talk, I'm gonna release an episode, a mini episode on that because I've been doing some research on that and just different ways of, of learning and also rooting for yourself and what different voices you can have in your head and and play a character right. every now and then just to all right, are we got Boston? where are we, driving? um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, Boston would be, you know, a radio, you know, we. I don't want to go into. I, I I I do a lot of impressions, and people are probably sick of it. So, um, you know, I could go into that. But I want to just ask okay. you one more question. Okay. One more, and then we'll end it out strong. And uh, I I'd love if you filled in the blank. Ready? I, are you I don't ready know. for this? I
0: think
1: so, <laughs> so the oddest thing happens to someone when they realize that. Fill in the blank.
0: They are powerful beyond measure. That the only thing getting in their way is them.
1: And I asked that question because I know this, that um, often the advice we give to people is the advice that we need for ourselves. Like all the time. Like I I realize it all the time. I'm like, you know, Logan, that was great advice. You should actually eat that up and start doing it yourself.
0: Hey, Logan, (laughs) were you listening? Because yeah, all right, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, when you say self-help books are for the writer, a lot of times that is correct. And many times... The the writer is writing because, and this is why I do a lot of my writing, is because I would just prefer that someone read my where I made what I call stupid tax mistakes and then not make those mistakes and not have to pay the stupid tax. Like, oh, you Mm. could pay $100,000 in stupid tax, or you could pay $10 for Honoré's book and spend four hours reading it, and then you don't make that mistake. Oh, so much better.
1: Yeah. Oh, so my God. Made I a love mistake, that you, you say that. you, the listener, you,
0: Whoa. Logan, or you, the listener, have made a mistake and then you go, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have known that, then write that down. I had a conversation with, with someone this Oof. morning who is working on a project and I said so are you doing this are you doing that she's like oh I could never do that I don't have any I don't I don't know how to do that yet and I said yes but right now you are building the recipe for how to do that so make a note of all of your mistakes and all of your correct moves because at some point you're going to be able to talk about what you did right and what you didn't do right and you'll be able to instruct other people and help them and she was like oh that's so interesting
1: I think that's a a great, that's a great habit. And I'd also like to say that's a great way to end it out. But before we do that, I want to allow anybody that's listening right now that wants to reach out to you because you're incredible, where can they find you?
0: Um, I'm not telling. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm at an undisclosed location. Um, No, I have a website, honorequarter.com. All of my books are on Amazon and I am honore uh, on social media. So if someone listened to this episode and they want to connect ah, with sorry. me, connect with me, but tell me how you heard about me because I'm always curious.
1: Yeah, uh, this show is called "Scratch Your Own Itch" for a reason. Curiosity is the king. Um, so yeah, be curious about people, be curious about uh, ideas uh, because that is the draino for any sadness or any any problem that you have right now. Like being curious is just like. It's adult right. play. That's right. And I love That's that. Right. It's adult play. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's, uh. just to round it out, um, anything that you'd like to leave off uh, by saying? I mean, you've already dropped so many amazing stories, ad- advice, uh, systems that people can adopt to start in- doing today. But anything else that you want to say? Just
0: Thank you for having me on the show and I hope that something I said resonated oh. with someone who was listening. And part of the reason that I still continue to work and to write is because when when I first started, it was pretty much Tony Robbins and then the masters, right? Napoleon Hill and, and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar, right? Tony was really in a class by himself and a lot of wonderful people have come along that are perpetuating the message. But I don't know that there are um, enough people out there spreading words of you can do it, so do it. When in fact that would be such a great and wonderful and powerful message for everyone to hear all the time.
1: I agree, and if you think the space is getting too flooded with too many like, oh, you can do it, you're enough, and you matter, you. Nope. <laughs> don't. First of all, <laughs> that's just a, a limiting yeah. belief. <laughs> like, don't don't ever say that. Like uh it, it it really there's a great quote to live by that i like to live by and maybe you can round it out with us by having a favorite quote of yours is i like to live by uh, when you're feeling down and out uh maybe you just need to lift someone else up so that's why people do actually do a lot of motivational speaking because when they're feeling down and out and, and they feel like let's just say it shit mm-hmm. crud bad crap like just just to say some inspiration to someone feels so good even if you just got to say it to someone and you feel like a fraud doing it (laughs) you know
0: what is interesting yeah uh, what's your favorite quote i don't know that i have a favorite quote but i have a message along along those lines which is when i'm not having a good day when i have my cranky pants on i go into gratitude mode it's like who needs to get a thank you note for me that hasn't gotten one and then I start calling people that previously have called me when they've been having a bad day. And I just check in. How you doing? Just wanted to say hi. It's a relationship building at its finest, right? Because I'm not calling you because I want something. I'm calling you because I care. Which is a which is rarefied error. I think that doesn't happen enough. Most people only reach out to someone when they want something. But if you're really feeling down and you really feel like you don't have anything, walk around where you live and put your hand on everything you own and give thanks for it. Thank you for this table. Thank you for this computer. Thank you for this chair. Thank you for this light bulb. Thank you for this door and this lock that protects me. Thank you for this warm shower or cold shower, depending on who you are and what you do. (laughs) Right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and if
0: that doesn't work well if this that was amazing work, then go find yeah. a homeless person make a sandwich and go find a homeless person Oof. you think you have a bad you can listen to this podcast so your life isn't that bad
1: oh so true so true and i didn't want to no, cut you off okay. i didn't mean to do I that but yeah no that's so that's so true <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, The the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, you must write a book and you must also talk about it. You must, oh, God, it feels so good to uh, engage with someone like yourself today. And and I want to just, first of all, acknowledge you and acknowledge your story and just say thank you again for all that you do. And um, I know that you say that's why you keep working, but honestly that well could dry up tomorrow and I, I don't feel like it's going to dry up for you. So just keep doing it. Keep on going. Uh, I would love to have you back on one of these days. If you're ever up for it to, to maybe, uh, yeah. Talk about maybe Tony arm. I will. I, I would love to do that. Um, So yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Honoré. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it so much. You're amazing. Hey guys, well there's an episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with Honoré Corder and I. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Please, if you have a chance to leave a review, I would really, really love it. This podcast means the world to me. And I, I want it to be shared with people, honestly. I, I want people to, f- to feel like they have the permission to be themselves. I want people to feel less alone, and most importantly, I want you, you, right now, to know that someone does care. And if you want to get your story out there, don't be shy. Let me know. Email me, logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com, and I'll help you with a podcast. I would love to help you with that. Get you started. Uh, I'm not charging for that. I just want to help you get started at least. Um, And maybe later if you need help with other podcast stuff, maybe we can be friends and just network together and, and barter. But anyways, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And don't ever forget that you can subscribe right now by hitting the subscribe button. I I probably tricked you right there. I was going to say you don't ever forget. You matter and you're enough. I'm going to say that still. But please hit that subscribe button. Um, Pay me the best compliment ever by sharing this episode and making someone else's life a little less alone. And the curiosity question of this episode is maybe more self-development is not going to help you, but rather writing down that deep trauma that you keep agonizing over is going to solve your problem so you matter and you're enough and don't ever forget